Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave review so many fans and listeners of the spurs up show have made tons of money with our friends at prize picks and you should as well so again go download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com and when you do use the promo code tsus to receive a 100 percent instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Jake, what's going on, my man? How are you? Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, I didn't uh, see the join button. I really blew it for the first couple <laughs> minutes. But, you know, sometimes you go a couple innings early without getting a knock, and you, and you figure I, it out as it goes. I just think Brian Harson been rubbing off on you the last couple of years, man. Nah, You're just man, missing the little nah. details. 
Man, no, look, I'm not, I'm not up here to just, you know, lift weights and talk about accountability. Yeah, yeah. Bro, I love the hat, by the way. Is that the College World Series logo? I can't really see it, but is that the – that's what it looks like at least. Man, it's actually the uh, the, the Women's College World women's Series. Women's College Series. One of the shows sent it in. And, uh, man, I, I have as much fun. Well, I think it's the best women's sport, hands down. Yeah. I, mean, I, I know women's college uh, basketball was incredible this year, especially mm. at the end, as competitive as I've ever seen it. But, man, there's something about high-level softball, and, and especially when you, you know, see what Oklahoma's done and, and the SEC in general now that they're about to be a part of it. So, mm. uh, yeah, I thought I'd rock it a little bit. Jake, I know South Carolina is not in it, but I'm curious. Again, I'm sure you just heard me talking about the College World Series begins today. Do you have a pick for it? Again, Oral Roberts, TCU, Virginia, Florida, Wake Forest, Stanford, LSU, Tennessee. That's your Omaha 8. I'll ask you this, too. Do you have a pick? And maybe I'll make it simpler for you. Wake Forest is the favorite. Do you take Wake Forest or the SEC to win it all? Uh, man, neither. I'm taking TCU. Uh, Uh, yeah, I picked them, um, you know, when they got into the supers against Indiana state and, you know, when when you look, we always talk about it in college basketball, right? You know, the teams at the end of the year uh, that are playing the best, you want to get hot at the right time. And since the start of the big 12 tournament, uh, you know, you TCU's averaging beating teams 11 to three, uh, you saw what they did to Arkansas down in that regional took care of Indiana state, uh, in the supers pretty easily. You got two freshman pitchers that have been outstanding. Uh, you know, Trey Richardson's been unbelievable. Carson Bowen, uh, who's a, another uh, freshman, uh, is, is just knocking the cover off the ball. And at the end of the day, look, it, baseball is, is the sport with the most variables, in my opinion. It's one of the hardest to predict. Uh, but I like TCU, man. I like him to beat Oral Roberts tonight and uh, end up making a run for it. So, Jake, obviously the big news of the week, Wednesday night, we got the 2024 opponents for each and every single SEC team, of course, with the addition of Oklahoma and Texas to the league. There is shakeup, and that includes the scheduling and the opponents, if you will. Uh, before we get into specific schedules and opponents, if you will, and matchups, let me ask you this. When you watched that and you saw the schedules come out, because, again, there was a lot of shakeup. I mean, we're going to get into the Gamecocks, and you're playing a couple of teams. For the, you're, you're, you're not playing a couple of teams for the first time since 1991. When you saw the shakeup, did it make it did, did, did it make you like it more or less that the SEC is expanding and that we have Oklahoma and Texas? Like, did you kind of have some of that – some of that regret, like, man, I kind of just wish we'd have stuck with East and West and divisions and not expanded. Or was it something you just embrace it and embrace the change? Like, how did it feel for you watching that on Wednesday night? Well, I, I, I like it more. I think it makes more sense. Uh, number one, I mean, you, you, you'll never an even schedule. That'll never happen. I don't care what format you have. This is the closest thing we're going to get to it. Uh, I know there were some, you know, ancillary rivalries that, that we're not going to see uh, on the forefront for the first couple of years. But with this format, it's not like you're never going to play them again. We're not going to have this stretch of two decades where two SEC teams don't play each other. Even with the eight-game in-conference schedule through a four-year career, you're going to play each team home and away. Uh, and at the end of the day, no divisions means the two best teams, which I'm going to say this again, the two best teams – are going to play in the conference championship game. Isn't that what we want? When you have divisions, which divisions didn't make sense anyway. How in the hell are Auburn and Alabama in the West and Missouri's in the East? You don't have to, to be Christopher Columbus to figure out that doesn't make any sense. So regionality had nothing to do with it. Then you look at uh, like the Big Ten. Well, the Big Ten had to send a team from the Big Ten West to go get slaughtered by either Michigan or Ohio <laughs> State. The whole point of scheduling in my opinion, is you try and keep the, your biggest rivalries intact, 
which you did when they're in the same conference. The second thing is you try and get everybody to play everybody in a timely manner at some point. They did that. And then you have the two best teams play for the conference championship game. And they did that. The part that I can understand is all I'm hearing from from most fans, because a lot of them like it, but all I'm hearing is, oh, no, you know, we lost. Oh, man, LSU and Auburn's not going to play this year, not going to play for a couple years. Well, guess what? We're talking about all these rivalries that are still going to happen, just not at the same rate. But nobody's talking about the rivalries that are going to be created. Do you know how many rivalries are about to be created by the additions? Look at Oklahoma, Florida. I I can go down the list, and it's not just in football. Look at baseball. Look at softball. Alabama, Oklahoma, and softball, to bring that back up again. Look at men's golf. Look at Jim. Nat, look at all the sports. But from a football standpoint, we get Texas, Arkansas now. We get Oklahoma, Arkansas now. We get you, you're going to see rivalries created that we never even knew could exist. But just like everything, it's an instant negative reaction. What did I lose? Instead of thinking, hey, what could we possibly gain? Because most people can't see the beach through the forest. And I do agree with you, Jake. Most of the times we see it, all things in life, not just sports, change is met with resistance. And I think that's kind of how you can tell, though, about a person. Do you embrace change, roll with the punches, see the positive in it? You can tell who's glass half full, glass half empty, right, based on reactions to change. So I I do agree with you there. And and I want to say this, though. I want to say this, though, Chris. Not all change is equal. I mean, there's there's some things that that I'm going to disagree with, but you, how can you sit there if, if you're going to take all bias out of it? All right. And this rarely happens in the corporate world and the, the big business world of any kind where the sensible and common sense decision was the exact same as the monetary and financial decision. This was the best decision the SEC. And they're going to go to nine games after 2024. Once you get through some of these non-conference and they figure out the money with ESPN and adding that extra game because it's, it's a bargaining chip. All right. So, again, it's I think it's a great thing for the conference. I think four years from now, people are going to be applauding Greg Sankey for this because it does make the most sense in both buckets. And that rarely happens. And, Jake, to speak to your point, not to take it down like a personal path, but from the entrepreneurial perspective, I've talked about that with things we've done in, in, in my business and pivots that we've made, if you will, where it's it's a beautiful thing in the sweet spot you want to hit. But most of the time, it seems, especially in big business, right, they don't hit this most often. But when you can hit that sweet spot of doing something where you pivot or you make a change where it makes the most business sense, but it also provides the most value for your end consumer, when those two things are overlapping, that's when you've really hit the sweet spot. And that's a beautiful thing. So to your point, I do agree with that. And I felt that firsthand in my own personal life, if you will. Yeah, um, you mentioned you Oklahoma, yeah, you mentioned Oklahoma and Texas. I want to start with them. Texas gets Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Mississippi State at home, Arkansas, of course, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, and Vandy away from Austin. Oklahoma gets Alabama, South Carolina, Tennessee, and of course, Texas. And then on the road, they get Auburn, LSU, Ole Miss, Mizzou. You know, it's funny of the last couple of years, you know, sometimes on social media, you'll see kind of like the eight and four jokes and like, wait till you get to the SEC. It's They're really about to experience it. And my question to you also is this, Jake, what in the world? Who did Oklahoma piss off? Because, bro, they have well, got a gauntlet upcoming. Well, I feel like there's like a backdoor kind of, uh, hey, listen, we're, we're, y'all let us merge this Longhorn Network into the <laughs> SEC Network and we'll give y'all a more favorable schedule than Oklahoma yeah. early. But in reality, you know, I, I think it's kind of how the chips fell. And here's what I say to Texas and Oklahoma fans. Look, I, I get being confident. 
Okay, I, I, I'm a fan of an SEC school. We wake up in piss confidence. That's what we do. That's what separates us from other conferences at the end of the day. But and and I respect it. You don't want to come in scared. I'm not going in anywhere scared. But there's a common misconception about the SEC. People say, "Oh, well, yo, it's top heavy." Oh, the hardest part about playing in the SEC isn't the one-off of having to play Georgia or Alabama right now. The hardest part about the SEC, and any coach in the league will tell you this, is the gauntlet week in and week out outside of Vanderbilt. And look, they're trying to come up. I don't want to disrespect them too much. But outside of that environment, every time you go on the road, it's not easy to go win at Ole Miss. It's not easy to go win at Missouri. It's a, and that's not even talking about LSU and Tennessee and all these other places. That's the common misconception. Oh, well, it's Georgia and Bama and everywhere else. So, you know, I talked about this on the show the other day. So in the NFL draft last year, if you take Georgia and Alabama out of it, just take them out of it. The SEC still had 10 more players drafted than the whole Big 12, 12 more than the whole uh, ACC, and 15 more than the whole Pac-12. So that, that argument, it just sucks. And you don't understand it. It's like being in a fight, right? You, people say, oh, I can fight, I can fight, I can fight. We'll know when you can fight when you get in a fight, when you experience it. And until you come into this conference and you go through week by week by week by week and it's just punch after punch, it is an absolute 12-round fist fight. You're going every round to just try and survive. That's why I laugh when all these people and these pundits say, oh, well, you have that one cupcake week. Well, guess what? When you have to play these teams in conference, that one cupcake week saves your life, basically. And, and I said on the show, what's, and we talked about this with Josh Pate, what's the difference between playing Alabama State and UNLV? What's the difference? You beat one by 40 and the other by 50, but you hear this, oh, no, well, you know, well, they're a group of five or they're a power five. Some power five teams are trash, okay? Some group of five teams, and, and people say, oh, well, don't play the group of five. Well, you know who counts on that? The group of five. How the hell is the group of five team ever going to make the playoff if they don't play a power five team? That's a big money game for most of them. So uh, unless you're going to add an extra bye week, which I'd be a fan of, but I think about things from a coaching perspective, I just laugh at, at people that think you're just going to come into the conference and you're just, you're, you can't even win the Big 12. You can't even win the Big 12. You think it's going to come here and start running shop? What did DeMarcus Cousins say when, when Brittany Griner said that, that she could be the, a top 10 center in the NBA? He said, look, this ain't a walk in the park over here. It's not. This isn't a walk in the park over here. It's just, and you you will learn. That's not saying you won't win a couple games you shouldn't. That's not saying that, that you won't have a good year. But to think you're going to come in here and just take your shirt off and start flexing in front of everybody and start slapping people around? No, 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 no. That's not how this works. But you will find out, and then you will adjust. So that's the way I feel about it. And Jake, I think what's interesting, you know, you speak on, I think we all know it's coming, right? The nine-game conference scheduling and the expansion, if you will, and <clears throat> the continued changes with Texas and Oklahoma here, obviously. I, I heard something yesterday that I thought was really intriguing that it said, you know, fans of SEC teams almost have to get to a point of embracing that you're going to lose a game. Like, it, it just, nobody's going undefeated. Like, most likely. I mean, maybe I'll eat my words, but... It'll be about when the playoff expands. Like, you can have a really, really good year getting the playoff and be a three-loss team. Like, that's going to be the new reality because of the depth of the league and the continued expansion. And, you know, I just think that's interesting. I mean, again, I'm not saying we're going to have a pair of three-loss teams playing in the SEC championship, but 
because of the expanded playoff, I think it brings more teams into the mix and keeps more fan bases interested for the long haul where before, obviously, you know, college football, you lose one game and it's like, man, we're just out of it. We're done. Season's over. If the national title is your goal, now with the expanded playoff and the expanded SEC, I don't know, to your point, Jake, I just think, I, you know, the point I'm making is it's just going to be a lot of quality teams beating up on each other. I mean, I think that's yeah. what we can expect moving forward. Yeah, well, look, if you're, if you're a coach in another, if you're a coach in the Big Ten and you're a coach in the ACC or you're a coach in the Big 12, I mean, I think the Pac-12 is going to go the way of the Dodo bird. But uh, you're loving this. You're loving that Texas Oklahoma are going to the SEC. That may give that team that fourth loss. That, that, may, that may call it, not may, it's going to cause more carnage. And more carnage, now all of a sudden a 10-2 Washington team can sneak in. Now all of a sudden a 10-2 North Carolina team. I hate to, you know, use that as an example on here. I mean, I really don't care, honestly. But, you know, <laughs> they can sneak in. Uh, and then on the other side, and this is what I saw when, when I heard the argument from, from you know, some of the, the schools in the SEC. They didn't want to go to a ninth game. It's, oh, we're trying to get to 6-6 six and six and get in a bowl game. Like, what? That's your mindset? Like, your, your mindset is, oh, outside of Vanderbilt? Like, if your mindset is we're just trying to get six and six and get in a bowl game, you ain't going to last long in this league, buddy. Not with the money that's getting pumped into these programs. But I think it tells you a little bit about the mindset of some of these schools. You know, to me, I want somebody that wants to smoke. I want a coach that says, you know what, I want to go win the – I'm not just satisfied with us being good enough for me to keep my job. I want that standard to be raised. I want people to expect greatness out of us. And to expect greatness, you have to show them greatness. They have to get used to greatness. But the, the part to me, too, that I think it's a, it's a win-win is, you know, the term you're going to start hearing, and we hear this in college basketball all the time, is what? Bubble team. Bubble team. Well, if you had that ninth conference game, and what do bubble teams need in college basketball? Let's just use this example. Mm. What do they need down the stretch? You need quality wins to control your own destiny. I don't want to have to rely on somebody else losing or somebody else pulling an upset in a conference tournament for me to be able to get in. I want to control my own destiny. How do I do that? I need wins against quality opponents that are going to get me in. It's just, it's just like any good player in baseball. Hit the ball to me. Please hit the ball. In football, throw the ball to me in the biggest moments. I want to control it. Because if I control it, at the end of the day, I'm either going to do it or I'm not going to do it. And I can go to sleep at night with that. Jake, let's get into some of these schedules specifically. I want to start, of course, you're an Auburn man, so let's start there. Arkansas, Oklahoma, A&M, and Vandy at home. On the road, you got Bama and Georgia, Kentucky and Mizzou. Your thoughts on that slate for the Auburn Tigers and Brian – or excuse me, not Brian Hart. Hugh Freeze yeah, going into year God, two of this. Yeah, my, I, I got Brian Hart. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Person on the mind for some reason. I got to get out yeah, of it. Yeah, now, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please keep them on your mind. Don't put them on my mind. Uh, here's here's what I laugh at. Like we Auburn's been had the hardest schedule. Like when this is just we had to play our two biggest rivals are Bama and Georgia. Yeah. Like now we don't have to play LSU. Are you kidding? Thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> we get Vandy. Uh, we'll take that. Right when I saw the schedule, I was like, all right, sign it. Sign the paper, Hugh. Sign it right now. Sign the paper. We agree 100%. We're used to this. I mean, you, look, I'm dead inside. I'm an Auburn fan. You can't kill what's already dead, all right? All, all you did was take LSU off the schedule, and I'm fine. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with only playing them, you know, two out of every four years or whatever it's going to be. So I thought it was good. Um, you know, it's easier than it has been. Thank God. And then you look at, uh, you know, I, I would say the toughest and the easiest schedules, and you can tell me if you disagree, Jake. I feel like Florida, especially when you factor in their non-conference in 2024 with Miami, UCF, and Florida State, they play 11 Power 5 teams. Those three non-conference, along with Kentucky, LSU, Ole Miss, A&M at home, Georgia, Mississippi State, Tennessee, and Texas on the road. I think that stands out as the most difficult schedule. And the easiest, I look at Texas A&M. You know, and I say easiest, right? There's no easy schedule yeah, in the SEC, yeah. but most manageable, I'll say. Arkansas, LSU, Mizzou, Texas at home, Auburn, Florida, Mississippi State, and South Carolina on the road. Your thoughts on that? Do you agree, disagree on the toughest and most manageable schedules, if you will, that came out for 2024? I mean, yeah, t- toughest. <laughs> Look, B- Bama's hitting a walk in the park either to yeah. use that. St- Georgia's that is a break. gauntlet, too. Georgia's yeah, is a gauntlet, too. I, mean, I just think it's funny. Yeah. Nick, Sa- Nick Saban was like, uh, he's like, listen, we don't want to play Auburn, Tennessee, and LSU every year. So the SEC was like, hey, guess what? You got to play all of them and Georgia. Like, it's the first time. <laughs> it's the first time. I can remember Alabama getting the short end of the stick in anything during the Nick Saban era. First time I can remember it. Uh, but they'll be fine. We know how they recruit. As far as Florida, oh, my God, who hates Billy Napier? Like, who is it? Like, what did you do? Show me on the doll where Billy Napier touched you, like over at this, uh, at the scheduling office. It's tough, man. Um, you know, if he does survive by the skin of his teeth this year, uh, I question their depth and talent. He's trying to change the culture over there. It's, it's a tougher job than what people think. I don't think people really understand what Dan Mullen left from a cultural standpoint, which is the mm-hmm. hardest part to flip around. Any coach will tell you that. Uh, if he does survive this year, you know, it's it's going to be tough in 2024. That schedule speaks for itself. And then the most manageable, I would say it was between A&M and South Carolina. Uh, th- th- that's what I would say but between the two. Um, you know, Jimbo Fisher, they need it. Uh, they need success this year. They're going to have to play well early, I think, with this Petrino experiment with those two egos together. But I would say most manageable is a, a tie between A&M and uh, the Gamecocks. 
And speaking on the Gamecocks, Jake, let's move into that one because I actually agree with you and I made the point yesterday that I think because of, you know, the way the opponents shake out in your non-conference course, you get Clemson, got to go to their place, but you've got Old Dominion, Akron, and Wofford for the other three. So you get those, you get Clemson, then you got LSU, Ole Miss, Mizzou, and A&M at home, Bama, Kentucky, Oklahoma, and Vandy on the road. And to your point, Jake, when I saw that, you know, South Carolina's biggest question, I think, going into next year, and it's crazy. We're talking about next year and this season. It hadn't even happened yet, but welcome to the college football offseason. Am I right? But going into next year, you know, the big question will be at quarterback, but I think if Lenoris Sellers turns into the guy that they think he's going to be, I think he's going to be the answer there. The way they're recruiting on the line of scrimmage, you know, if some of those young guys can fill in and they're ready to go, I sort of look at 2024 could be sort of that, you know, if we want to call it a breakout year for Shane Beamer, if you will. Um, there's an SEC West flavor to it, Jake, with LSU, Ole Miss, and A&M, and Alabama. And I think, obviously, the thing that stands out is who's not on the schedule. Georgia, Tennessee, and Florida, nowhere to be found. First time since 1991, you haven't played each of those three individual teams. So, again, if you want to continue to expand, I mean, you're just your thoughts on 2024, I think it sets up well for Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks. Yeah, you know, I saw, I saw a lot on social media of South Carolina fans that were upset. We have we have one, uh, and he's a great guy. Shout out Jonesy, uh, producer that that works at the Daily Wire, where where we do this huge South Carolina fan. He was just devastated by it. And I'm sitting there looking. I'm like, all right. So so let me get this straight. You what do you want to trade? You want to trade with Florida? You want that schedule? You want that? If I'm South Carolina, Shane Beamer and them, and listen. Shane Beamer's not scared of anybody. They're not scared to play anybody. But Shane Beamer's also smart. I, give me that schedule, right? If you're trying to take the next step, right, like South Carolina is, if you're trying to, to get to ultimate relevancy, to get to championship relevancy, to get to that 10-win mark, right? Like, like the one you hear all the time. Oh, the, I hear you talk about it all the time. The 10-win mark. The 10-win mark. This schedule, it, this isn't the Ten Commandments. This wasn't written in stone and sent down to some guy with a beard on top of a mountain, and this is who you're going to play every year. You're going to play those guys eventually. But, damn it, give me that stepping stone schedule that gets me to 10 wins, could get me in the college football playoff, and I can show up in a recruit's house, in a five-star's house, when we're battling Alabama and Georgia and Tennessee and all these other teams, Ohio State, and say, guess what? We're there. There's no more convincing. Hold on. Let me turn on the TV. Let me show you we're there. So, to me, this is the biggest break that South Carolina has gotten. And and I, I'm going to start a segment in football season on my show called Stop Thinking Like a Fan, all right? And I get it, all right? If you've never been in it, it's not your fault, what, whatever. Those coaches were high-fiving and doing somersaults and backflips when that schedule came out. Now, they'll come out and say, we want to play Florida, and we want to play all these teams, and this, that, and the other, and Georgia. And that's smart. And I'm not saying that they would be afraid of them. They play them if they're on the schedule. But any rational-thinking coach would be very excited about this. And if you stop thinking like a fan for five seconds, for this is like it's like South Carolina won the mini lottery. Not the $150 million jackpot, but hey, guess what? You just won 750 grand on a scratch off. Now you can go get you can get into the suburbs. You can put your kid in a private school. You can get an opportunity to turn into a millionaire because you got money now. So stop complaining. If you're a South Carolina fan, you should be you should be writing letters to Greg Sankey right now, thanking him for his contributions to the 2024 schedule because there's your <laughs> shot. You want to see it? There's go win eight or nine this year. 
right? Spencer gets drafted first round. A lot of positive momentum. I'm not going to sit here and speculate on a young quarterback yet. i got to see it more. Maybe you get a bunch of guys in the transfer portal. Those pups you have up front, you're excited about getting. They've got some experience, the unteachable and tangible. And then all of a sudden, 2024, here it goes, the filet mignon. Go win 10, baby. Hell, go win 11. Change, elevate your status. Change where you're at in life and where you're going. You know how they have, you, you know how they have the, uh, they always say, you know, it's, it's like we went to France recently and we went to Versailles where, where King Louis the 14th built this unbelievable palace and won all these wars. Then King, King Louis the 15th just kind of lived in it and King Louis the 16th ruined it. This is your chance to be King Louis the 14th. Here it is. It's in 2024. The builder, the one who builds it, the one you look back on 100 years and go, hey, that's the year where it changed for South Carolina. This is the chance. And no, Austin, I'm not saying it's a cakewalk. Nobody, we even stopped saying the word easiest. We used most manageable. They're in a cakewalk in this league. But I promise you this, your ass wouldn't trade for Florida in a second when you look at that schedule. And every schedule is not created equal, Austin. And speaking of segments, Jake, the I got to say the get off my lawn segment. Fantastic. I always enjoy seeing that one on a, on my timeline. Yeah, for sure. especially no. the, the big alien, man. Big alien. <laughs> yeah, that one's a classic. Uh, Jake, final thing before I get you out of here, man, looking at the 2024 schedule, the opponents, if you will. I mean, I think Georgia-Bama is the highlight in regards to matchups. Uh, you think of Texas, Texas A&M, and College Station. Are there any others that, you know, if you can't pick Georgia-Bama, it's funny, I was watching SEC Network, and they were all sitting around, right, and the panel's like, Name the most exciting – the matchup you're most excited to see. And there were four of them. And, of course, only one guy said Georgia Bama. And I was sitting there with my buddy, and I was like, well, they just can't all say it, right? I mean, like, they're all thinking it, right? Everybody's going to put that one at the top. But they're trying to kind of think outside of the box and highlight some other games. So, if you can't pick Georgia Bama, what's the, what's the matchup you're most excited to see from this schedule? Because, like you mentioned, there's a lot of unique matchups that we don't get to see or we have not seen in a very long time. Uh, well, I'll give you a personal one, and then I'll give you a, a one that's not personal. Personally, I love that Vanderbilt's coming to Jordan, Jordan Hare. Personally, I'm very excited <laughs> to see that one. I don't got to worry that week. Don't have to worry. Uh, that's going to be a great week. I'm going to get a lot done around the house. Yeah. Uh, maybe write a few thank you notes to somebody uh, that I have in a while. Uh, I would say outside of it, one that a lot of people aren't talking about is, is Oklahoma coming into Jordan Hare. Uh, I, I think that's going to be a hell of a matchup. And, and it's an example. Look, Georgia Bama's the easy one to point to, right? Uh, Texas, um, insert former SEC West School here that's... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Those are easy. But but I think Auburn, Oklahoma is a great example of rivalries that, that can be created like we mentioned earlier. Uh, and, and, and I don't even want to limit it to 2024. I know we don't know a ton in the future, you know, off of that. But I think you're going to start to see offshoots of rivalries that we never even thought existed. So uh, I, I would say uh, Oklahoma coming into Jordan-Hare, that's one in 2024. I think it's just going to be cool to see. You know, I don't think we've ever played them before uh, during the regular season, let alone at home. So it's going to be the weirdest things that 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 I think we're going to see during college football season. One is the CBS music for the Big Ten game. That's weird. That's going to be like 
watching your mom kiss a different man other than your father. And then like these, these, these peripheral matchups that nobody's talking about that all of a sudden they're like, Oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. Like, and, and <laughs> I, I hear people all the time say, Oh man, well, Texas and Oklahoma, you know, they, they're, they're, they're not used to this hostile environment. They're used to hostile environments. They're just not used to this amount of hostile environments when you go on the road and go play. So man, it's, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a new experience for most of us. Um, and, and when you really look at it, I mean, I, I think, again, it was the best decision. Uh, like you said, it's kind of that golden spot, that golden connection where the financial and monetary meets the common sense and, and fan-friendly decision. Jake Crane of Crane & Company does a great job. Jake, by the way, keep up the good work. I heard you yesterday, got in my car, and heard you chatting with our good buddy Mark Ryan, man. So that was, uh, that was yeah. fun here. I was like, Mark, this, is a this is a familiar voice. Yeah, Mark Lard, man. I go on there sometimes. Uh, it's always uh, always fun to talk with uh, Mark and uh, Diesel over there, man. Look, I love I love the uh, the Carolina media, man. I, you guys, you guys, you guys keep it real, keep it fresh, man. It's a good time. I love this Clemson rivalry. They'll be in the SEC in the next four years anyway, so that's only gonna make it juicier. Yep, it will get interesting. How do you, that no, let me sure. ask you this. Yeah, go ahead. How do South Carolina fans feel about that? How would South Carolina I, fans feel about Clemson in the SEC? Right. I would say this, Jake. I, I think most hate it. But yours truly, actually, a couple of weeks ago, that was one of my topics on the show, and I said that I would love it. I, I, I just feel like I embrace competition. You know, I, I would love to see it. I mean, you already play them on a yearly basis anyways, and I just say, why not put more emphasis on the rivalry? You know, just add another layer to it. I understand why, you know, some people feel like, well, it's, it's a competitive advantage that we play in the SEC. Well, 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 but, I mean, no, not, how's no, that working not, out? I, I would say, how has that been working out? Yeah, you know I mean? like how? Uh, <laughs> like, Clemson recruits at a, at a, at right. a very, very high they're, level. They're an SEC team in the ACC. So, I just say, bring it yeah. on. Why not? Yeah. That's exactly – I agree with you 100%. But, no, man, it's always fun catching up with y'all. Austin – uh, that uh, I'm just messing with you, man, but no, seriously, dog, I'm not messing with you. No, I'm just kidding, but no, I'm not. <laughs> Appreciate it, Chris. Jake, have a good one, man. We'll talk next week. See you, bro. Hey, man. Take care.